You're listening to Always Open number 83. If you hear something you would like to see from this episode, visit roosterteeth.com. Hi. Whoa. Welcome, everyone. How you doing? So this is the Funhouse panel. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I know this is the always open panel. I'm joined by some lovely people. My name is Barbara Dunkelman. How y'all doing? <laughs> who, who, uh, who I got joining me today? Uh, I'm Ashley. I'm Blaine. Did you just pour water on your hands? Yeah. On <laughs> Tim Gettys, let's him host. Tim, you've been saying that since we worked together. Can't stop, won't stop. What? What is it? I let Tim host. Let Tim host. Okay. Yeah. It was his like for for years. Tim was uh, had a campaign to host the Daily Fix at IGN. Mm-hmm. That was it. Was always hashtag Let Tim host because uh, he was they never let me the show and working on it. Do you want to host this show? No, no. This is, this is, this is. <laughs> Happy so, to be on it, though. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. Um, so as I, I'm just going to address this right away. Some of you may know I was in urgent care last night. I'm totally fine. Uh, I am on a medication, though, that uh, I might have to just shit myself. So okay. if I need to, like, peace out for a minute or two, just ignore it. <laughs> be like, oh, she's just getting a drink of water or something. I th- if, you, if you want, you can probably take three. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant three shits. <laughs> well, maybe that too. Who knows? Who knows? The sky's the limit. <laughs> You'll wait. Just sit here in silence as I shit myself. You can the hear the noises from backstage. <laughs> 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 Jesus. At least you don't have to take a mic with you. Oh, yeah. And then try and, like, mute it. Continue <laughs> to host. Doing the show from the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do cupidity. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to read these questions real fast. Oh. But I should be okay. I should be okay. So, uh, are you guys fans of Always Open? Awesome. Good to hear. Anybody not familiar with Always Open? Get out! The one guy right there. I don't know what you're doing here, but welcome. <laughs> we're always open for you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so we're Especially gonna start, Blaine. <laughs> we're going to start things off with uh, my favorite game, which is called Cupidity. Want me to read your questions? Blaine's got him already. Oh, I got this one. He's got me covered. But uh, Ashley, would you like to go first? Yes. All right. Always. We don't have a timer, so we're just gonna go. We're just gonna go through them at your own pace. Oh, we do technically have a timer up here. (laughs) (laughs) We don't get a buzzer. That's all. All right, Ashley. Where do you spend the majority of your time, not including work or sleep, at home or away from home? In bed. Home. (laughs) Just in bed. Yeah. (laughs) Try getting me out of it on a weekend. What's the best way to handle a bad kisser? From a distance. (laughs) Are bookstores fun? Absolutely. Nerd. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Would you ever wait beside the red carpet at an opening night or award ceremony just to watch a glimpse of your favorite celebrity? I already have. His name is Bernie Burns. Aww. (laughs) (laughs) And he looks real good on a red carpet. So do you. Barbara just shit her pants. <laughs> if, you, if you see me go, <laughs> you'll know what happened. It's the shit signal. Are you better at dealing with details or the big picture? Details. All right. 
Have you ever broken up with someone without being face-to-face? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. What was that over? I don't know. Xbox text. Live. <laughs> Xbox Live. <laughs> probably text. Probably, like, only if it's not serious. Yeah. I did it over the phone one time, but that's only because I was in a different city with the person I was dating. Mm. And that was rough. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, you can't, you can't really, like, I feel like you can't really console them as well as you want to. I feel like back in, like, the 40s, they'd, like, get broken up via postcard. That'd be pretty rough. <laughs> Dear lover. <laughs> Dearest Barbara. What about, what about telegraph? <laughs> like, it's not working. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I know. Stop. Stop. <laughs> or if you want to start dating someone, let's date. Stop. <laughs> let's, yes, stop. All right. Blaine, you want to go it. next? Yeah, sure thing. After you make a decision, is it usually final? No. <laughs> Have you ever given out a wrong number uh, to politely reject someone? Uh, to like a solicitor, yes, but to a girl, no. What, like, if you gave a girl a wrong number, what number would you give her? Like a pizza place? Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Uh, she had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's an American song, I don't know. What do you think is the best way to connect with someone you're interested in? That's a big question. Uh, probably after watching a movie and sharing thoughts with it over like queso or something. Oh, like, queso. Yeah, I like queso. Queso is, is cheese, melted cheese. I didn't know that before getting to the States. Uh, imagine you have a significant other who reveals they have a video of a sexual encounter from a prior relationship and offers to show it to you. Would you want to see it? I'm good. <laughs> no thanks. Do you need to improve yourself? Yes, always. I think everybody does. Are you Except okay? for Ashley, because she's perfect. Well, yeah. <laughs> and Tim. Yes. Are you a coffee snob? No, I'll drink whatever brown liquid comes my way. Oh, Jeez. God. Except. Uh, <laughs> stay away from Barbara. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I'll take a glass and I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, no. Man. Also, that river that's down wherever, <laughs> that's a lot there of brown go. water. All right, Timothy. Mm-hmm. Is that your full name? No. Optimus. <laughs> Hit me. All right, Optimus. <laughs> Who most often does your laundry? Me. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Some of these questions are very timid. <laughs> Do you like writing lists? I'm all about the list. <laughs> Top ten, baby, let's go. <laughs> Would you turn down a potential date because one of your friends thought the person was ugly? <laughs> I mean, no. Would it bother you if your partner kept pictures of previous partners? No. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'll unpack that in a second. Have you ever scolded another adult in public for their bad behavior? Nick Scarpino. <laughs> he needs does, to learn. <laughs> does he have any other kind of behavior? No. Well, there's creepy, and then there's, there's just mean. He's both. He is both. Are you smarter than absolutely everyone you've ever dated? No way. Just most. <laughs> So you would let your ex or let your current girlfriend keep pictures of her exes? I'm a firm believer in people's history making them who they are. And I feel like 
you know, there's no reason to hide that. I understand it might make people uncomfortable. I'm not one of those people. Okay. I, I really embrace. Okay. Yeah. Like, you've, you've remained quite good friends with a lot of the people you've dated. You don't want them to just disappear from your life and pretend they weren't part of your past, I don't want right? them to disappear, but I also don't want, like, a picture of my significant, my past significant others, like, up in my house. Or... What if you hang it up across from the bed so they get to watch what you get up to now? It's kind of like what I do. Like, I don't know why this reminds me of it. <laughs> but if there's a bug in my house, I kill that bug and I leave it where it is. As a warning to As the other. As a warning to the other yes, bugs! Yes, that's right! So maybe it's like, here, you're watching what's happening. Although, the, unfortunately, that just tends to attract other bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I have... They'll just be sitting there munching on the ex-bug, being like, what you doing? <laughs> Speaking of old pictures of your exes and stuff like that, I think I've talked about this before. I have a breakup box, and it's basically like old pictures and like scrapbooks and gifts from past ex-girlfriends. It's all just in that box. Why? Wait, okay. do you Because I don't want because I don't want to throw it away. But I feel I also, like everyone has that. The second I end a relationship with someone, everything like cards that they gave me, pictures of us, it's gone. They just disappear. It's like Avengers just, Infinity do you, War. Do you have like a symbolic like burning of the things? No. I just toss it into the trash. I mean recycling. <laughs> I think it's interesting because like, you know, you spend so much time with that person, you don't want to like those memories to fade away. Every now and then I'll like look at them and be like, Oh yeah, I remember that. I feel like it really it helps me grow to go back every once in a while, like not like actively, but when I'm cleaning the house or moving things around, like I'll look at old letters and stuff and be like, "Damn, I was stupid." <laughs> like, man, my handwriting's still bad, and like things like that. But yeah. like, I don't know. It's like it's kind of nice to know how far you've come. Yeah. I guess it's because like a lot, like a lot of stuff I keep in relationships are things that are like sentimental and make me like remember loving moments in that relationship. And if I'm in a new relationship, it feels weird to keep things that remind me of those feelings. Yeah. I don't know. What about you guys? Do you do you keep stuff from from exes? I'm getting a, getting a very timid mm-hmm. yeah, a couple of thoughtful nods. Some ladies like I kept his skeleton. I'm, I'm seeing a couple of like uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> there was a there was a guy I dated a couple years ago. Uh, I went over to his house and he had like pictures of him and his ex girlfriend like on display, like mm. in picture frames on the walls, and I'm just like. Like I try not, to, I try not to be like too jealous or, or controlling of anybody, but I'm like, are you plan on taking these down soon? And he goes, oh, I didn't even notice those are still up. Guys and then are like, dumb. I came back a month later and they're, they're still there. <laughs> I, I mean, then you gotta wonder if they're over them. Yeah. Like, like if you're the new person coming into that relationship and you go to someone's house and like everything's decked out, like they're still in an, like a former relationship. I just assume that it's because. They wish they were. Yeah. That being said, I like forget that things are in my house or on my desk. Like there's the same Chipotle napkin in my on my desk at work right now. I'm just, Ew. <laughs> yeah, it's just sitting there because it's been there for months. I get piles. Like you know, do you ever get a cleaning pile where you have a pile where things go when they need to be put away, and then that pile's just been around so long that you just don't see that pile anymore. It's I have a drawer, like, new home. You can go through, you can clean your entire house, but like that pile remains yeah. because your vision just like slides right past it. Yeah. That's I have a drawer that's just filled with that shit. Just like old, weird stuff, yeah. yeah. I have a pile of bomber jackets that at this point is just, that's where my jackets go. We, we were asking you about your jacket backstage, and this is my favorite thing ever, how Tim Gettys found that jacket. I mean... Most people might know this. All you got to do is you go to Amazon.com or I guess Amazon.co.uk and you type in dope bomber jackets and then you get dope bomber jackets. 
And they're cheap. It always works. Twenty dollars. Ah, nice. Oh, you ready? To I'm, go I'm over? doing this right now. <laughs> it oh, works. Yeah. I swear. Oh yeah, I forgot. I still have to go. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Would you prefer to climb three floors of stairs or wait five minutes for the elevator? It auto completes. <laughs> dope bomber auto completes to dope bomber jacket. I totally take credit for that. What else would it complete? Dope bomber material? I don't know, plane model? <laughs> dope. Um, I climb three flights of stairs. I say that, I'm totally lying. It's probably the elevator. <laughs> I mean, today's, today's an elevator day. Today's an elevator day, because yeah. who knows what might happen if I move around too much. Yeah. Some of Blaine's coffee. Who knows? My pants are now brown. Uh, what's the best way to handle a bad kisser? Repeat question. Oh, I guess we repeated that. Um, well, I've dealt with this before. There was a guy I went on a date with who I don't know how he did it. It's not like he had, like, small lips or anything like that. But when he kissed me, it was like being kissed by a baby bird. Oh. <laughs> that was trying, to be, it was trying to be fed by its mother. It was like... It was like, it was painful and stiff. Oh. And so like, I kind of just like, had him kiss my neck instead, but even that, it just felt like. <laughs> so. You should have uh, just eaten food and just gone. <laughs> oh God. Honestly, <laughs> it's honestly like a deal breaker though. If someone's a bad kisser, like, there's not a lot you could do to really make that work. I, quick DV, oh, I'll come back to it. Um, <laughs> do you ever give money to street performers? Yes. Uh, would you be turned on by your partner undressing you before sex? Yes. <laughs> I can feel Trevor's cheeks getting red in the audience. <laughs> uh, suppose you have an attractive cousin, and then the cousin is also attracted to you. Suppose both you and your cousin are adults. Would you have non-procreative sex with your cousin? <laughs> I was emailed these questions. What the I did fuck? not write that. I like how we go from... Who does your laundry <laughs> to that? Would you fuck your cousin? I also like how specific it is. Like, you know, like not, you're not going to procreate, but like, yeah. would you have like, you know. For funsies. Just, yeah, just for funsies. bang. Incest is in in 2018. Not. Absolutely not. Okay. Like that is, ugh. Anybody Sec who second might cousin? be related. No. Honestly, if we have like one gene in common, it's sure. not going to happen. Uh, would you be willing to date a musician? I have before. Oh. Mm -hmm. He'd serenade you, I'm he, sure. He was a drummer and he used to drum on me all the time. <laughs> was, is that hot or like... No, it was like we'd just be sitting watching a movie and he'd be like... Aww. And I'd be like... It's like a tiny horse or something. got the horses, you got the birds. I'm, I'm turned on over here, so... <laughs> so the, the, the bad kisser thing, I was fortunate enough to have a girl stop me after our first kiss and she said... That's bad. You're you're bad. And she taught me how to kiss. And oh. then I was a great kisser from that point forward. So Or maybe she's the only one who was ballsy enough to tell you and all your other girlfriends. Just... I think I had only had like a girlfriend before her. So I was glad that she like guided me down that path of not Yeah. I I'm pretty sure that I'm the most average kisser in the world. Like, I'm, I don't think it's... There's, I'm definitely not good. Prove like, me. I, uh, you coward. I, I don't think I'm bad. We'll but, wait for extra life. But my, my girlfriend, Gia, uh, we have the worst kissing chemistry in the entire world. I don't know why. Everything else is fantastic. Sounds hot. What makes but, it so bad? Um, is this something you both At some recommend? point, she was, like, calling me out on, like, not kissing her correctly. And I'm like... What? And now, every single time we're kissing, she starts laughing. 
And it's like, then it's just teeth. It's just a lot of teeth. And I'm just like, all right. You need to you need to chill. You've been together for a significant four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. At some point, I'm sure you'll get yeah. the hang of it. And, and sorry, like it's not as extreme as it's sounding. Like we do kiss and it's fine, but it's like the moment tongues involved, that's when things get teethy. <laughs> that that must be like a great like preemptive thing to sex, like a woman laughing at no, you. That's what I'm saying. It is the worst, and then she won't stop laughing. I'm just like, all right, here we are. I guess I'm going on Twitter. Tim hasn't had sex in four years. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while. Whoa, I'm back in America. That's crazy. Just to tell you about that this episode is brought to you by 23andMe. 23andMe helps you understand what your DNA can tell you about you and your family story. It's named for the 23 pairs of chromosomes that make up your DNA. And 23andMe DNA Kit is the perfect gift for everyone you love. There's never been a better way to give the gift of genetic discovery to your parents, your siblings, your aunts, your grandparents, and everyone else on your list. I say aunts, but I also could say aunts, depending on what you prefer. Uh, it's the one gift that you could buy the entire family that will be unique for each loved one. It's so easy to do, you simply spit into the two provided in your 23andMe kit, register your sample to the personal 23andMe account, and in a few weeks receive your personalized online report. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Uh, both Meryl and I have used 23andMe and we love it. She bought a kit for her dad as a gift and they really enjoyed comparing their DNA results and trying to dig a bit more into their family history. You get to learn so much about your past and all your genetic traits and all that fun stuff. With 23andMe's Ancestry Composition Report, you could explore where your DNA is from out of 150 plus regions worldwide. Now through December 25th, get a special discount on your 23andMe kit. Order your DNA kit and 23andMe.com slash open. That's the number 23andMe.com slash open. Again, 23andMe.com slash open. Enjoy. And now, uh, back to London. Well, speaking of which, uh, so I have a question that I'm going to post the, the panelists up here as well as myself. And I would like to know what the funniest thing that has happened to you in the bedroom. Hmm. And this could be related to sexy stuff or just in the bedroom location. So I don't know if this is funny as much as it's just very sad. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like it fits the theme of this episode. Maybe sad for you, funny for everyone else. Yeah, maybe. Um, it was when I lost my virginity for the first time. Only time, I guess. That's how that works. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, it was, it was me and my girlfriend. We'd been together for, for about a year at that point. I was, I was 21. Very excited about this, obviously. And uh, as it was about to happen, I realized I was very bubbly in the stomach. We started going at it. It was awesome. So awesome. But then I was like, oh, no. It's diarrhea time. Oh. First time. So... It was all happening. I was like, I can't let this ruin it. Like, she's having such a moment right now. Like, this is like a deep connection between us. I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. I didn't say it, though. I just was like, I need to just get this over with as quick as possible so I can get to the bathroom. Oh. So I just start jackrabbiting it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Finish, run to the bathroom, and God, I destroyed that thing. It was horrible. It, it would have been, been better if you're like, I'm going to shoot. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was worried path. about that. It was not far enough away. So then I go in. She didn't know what was going on. She thought I was just cleaning up or something. And then I go back in, and then like she immediately, like after we like cuddled and did the whole thing, and then eventually she was like, "Let's do it again." I'm like, "Yeah." And then I'll, that's when the smell kind of like overcame everything. And I just tried. I totally blamed it on the dog. You know what I mean? 
This reminds me of a story. I don't know if Josh Flanagan ever told you guys the story. I don't know if he told it on Always Open or the podcast. Is the booth poop bathtub? It, it's, he had, he like had a threesome years and years and years ago. And apparently like one girl left early and then they both woke up and there was like a shit handprint on the pillow next to Josh. And then they went into the bathroom and there was like shit everywhere, like in the toilet, in the bathtub. <laughs> And, like, they never figured out who did it, like, who the culprit was, because no one would own up to it. <laughs> it could have been Josh. He might have been. Werewolfed in the night. I blame Josh. Yeah. I feel like he would own up to it, though. Yeah. Josh has a bunch of interesting sex stories. Like, really weird ones, too. I love hearing about his sex life. Oh, God. I'm glad, because it... <laughs> he's here, and, and so is part of his family. So, hopefully, oh. they're here today. No, I don't think well. so. Um, I've, I've talked about this before. Like, you know, I've had the, the girlfriend who couldn't have sex without her dog being in the room because the dog would bark and yell, so it was, like, on the bed. So that's a whole thing. But we've, we've, we've discussed that. Doggy stuff. My funny sex story is more of a sex semester. When I was in college and I was living in a co-op, I thought it would be great if I got a lofted bed. So it's this bed that is basically the top part of a bunk bed, so you could stick a desk or a couch underneath the bottom part. And this thing, like, you know when you go into a parking garage and your tires squeal when you take a small turn? It was like that. You'd touch it and you'd go, eek! Add that to the fact that it was next to the wall, so any movement would sway it and you would just <laughs> boom, 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 boom. So I just had the noisiest sex life and everyone in the co-op would know when I had sex. And it was just the worst. Plus, like, the ceiling was, like, this high off the bed, so I was just constantly, like, squeak, squeak, I was going to ask, like, could you not fully thrust then? Like, were you just kind of like micro vibrating thrust. inside of her? Because we're just so, we're on top of each other and then just like everyone It's more know. vibrating than anything. Yeah. Like I would like, come out. Insert and then just like move around. <laughs> I would come out of my bedroom after having sex and like the movie room was right next door and people would be like. Good old screechy Blaine. Yeah. So that was awful. Don't buy a lofted bed. Just don't do it. <laughs> I know that in college you're not gonna have a lot of space. Don't buy a lofted bed. That's they one that has they like seem like such cool, like efficiency spaces. Absolutely, but you will destroy your sex life. It is gone. Yeah. I mean, Bernie's told most of our interesting ones, um, but I think the best one is still the 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 first New Year's we were together. We were dating. We went to uh, we went to Vegas. It was like a whole thing. Um, we spent a lovely New Year's Eve with Gavin Dan uh, and managed to go through like the entire drink list of like every crazy umbrella drink we could possibly get. Um, we went pretty hard and uh, you know I was still in like my post-Australia mode which was like let's get after it. <laughs> and so I like I got completely hammered. You're fucking uh, drunk. Yeah but I was like you know what this is our first New Year's together like this is really nice I feel like you know you gotta like sexy it up a little bit. So why remember it? <laughs> well, by the time we got back to the hotel, I, you know, you pass a point where you're like, you're party, 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 and then you're like, you know what sounds great is just not being conscious. And so, like, I was, I, I hit my wall, I was sliding down it, I was so, so tired. And I was like, look, it's, it's New Year's, you know, it's important, I think we should, like, have sex and stuff, but I'm not going to be conscious for it. Um, I'm gonna fall asleep right now. Uh, you go ahead and you do whatever you like. Uh, nothing, uh, but I did manage to wake up just enough to warn him, nothing new. Nothing new. <laughs> do whatever you like. And then, and then I just like passed new. out and he was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> 
So that was our first New Year's. I can't think of anything that's more of an instant turn off. <laughs> than just like, I'm going to pass out. Yeah. I'll, I'll just be like, I'll be like a floppy body, have fun. Do whatever. <laughs> I think when Bernie told me that story, you like went, eh, no butt stuff. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was nothing. <laughs> the rule was nothing, nothing new. new. <laughs> that was like... Like, if it's new, I want to be awake for it. Thanks. Yeah, I want the experience. Yeah. Funny, that's what I say every night before I go to bed. <laughs> no butt stuff. <laughs> uh, so mine's a more a recent story. Happened within maybe the last two months or so. What's up, Trev? I got permission to tell this story. <laughs> so I don't know if this is like right after or right before we were going to see the Mission Impossible movie. Was it, it was around that time. We had Mission Impossible on the brain. But, um, so did, I'm on, bird, you, I'm okay, on birth control. Okay, hold on. Did one of you try to suspend the other one right above <laughs> the floor? No. Awesome. <laughs> that would be an impossible mission. There's an idea. The soundtrack is actually playing for this uh, story right now. It sounds very cinematic. Are you guys able to hear okay still? I didn't hear if that was a nowhere yet, so. <laughs> it sounded like this. What is that? It's getting louder. That sounds <laughs> epic. Is that Halo let's, 6? Let's, I think go, let's go see that panel. I think it's the Genlock thing. Oh. Uh, but I think it's almost over. Should we wait it out? <laughs> okay, now I'll tell the story. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> the most epic sex story in the world. <laughs> Trevor took off his shirt. I showed him my boobs. I really, I'm so bothered by this. <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing everything happening like in slow-mo now with lots of like wind in the hair and like turns to camera. <laughs> I went super saiyan during sex. <laughs> All right, cool. So. <laughs> This is really leading up to a story that's, oh. like, not even that exciting. So I'm on birth control. Okay. So we're safe. Usually... So you're riding bareback. My partner finishes inside me. It's safe. I'm on birth control. But when this happens, usually you want to have, like, a towel around or a tissue to, like, after you pull out, you have something to catch. <laughs> the semen. Like... The baby goo. And so... Um, we, we just had finished having sex, and Trevor was on top of me. And this is when, like, all of a sudden, both of us go, um, where's, where's the tissue box? Where's, uh-oh, where's the towel? And we realized that somehow it had fallen on the floor. And so Trevor goes, hold on, wait, wait, I got this. And all of a sudden, he's on top of me. I just see the tissue box <laughs> start, like, he starts going, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> And all of a sudden, the tissue box rises. He has it hooked onto his big toe. <laughs> <laughs> and it just... <laughs> na, na, na. Na, na, na. <laughs> and yeah, so there, there's also not a better feeling, too, of like someone still being inside you and both of you laughing your asses off. <laughs> Because it's like, I'm oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, God. So that happened. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> it was a magical moment. Uh. Hello again, London friends. It's me, back in America, here to tell you about me undies. You know them. You love them. 
MeUndies sponsored this episode of Always Open. This is the year that you could finally tackle your holiday shopping early. And guess what? You could get everything you need for you and your loved ones at MeUndies. MeUndies uses the coveted micromodal fabric, which is three times softer than cotton. If you've never felt this fabric, get ready to experience pure bliss in underwear form. You could also get a style that is perfectly suited for you. Men and women can each choose from four different cuts. Uh, I got a pair recently that has sloths on them. I know you guys like sloths in the UK. That's just an assumption. That is probably true because who doesn't like sloths? Um, and it's my new favorite pair of underwear as well as my other 20 to 30 pairs of MeUndies I have. It might be more, I might be lying, but I love them. I wear them almost every single day and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, this holiday season, MeUndies will be releasing a new print every Tuesday. That means you'll have no excuse not to celebrate the holidays right down to your very core. But why stop at Undies? This year, MeUndies is launching their new holiday prints in lounge pants and onesies as well. Onesies! Sorry, I really like onesies. Um, MeUndies has a great offer for our viewers. For any first-time purchasers, when you purchase any MeUndies, you get 15% off and free shipping. To get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com open. That's MeUndies.com open. All right, cheerio. Uh. <laughs> so um, after that, I think we're gonna uh, take some questions from you guys. If you have any like questions you wanna ask about Always Make Open or like some cool topics that we could talk about. We have a microphone getting set up over here. So feel free to line up. We have about uh, half the panel left. So we're gonna take some cues from you guys. <laughs> we can use the soundtrack right now. Yeah. It was rude of them not to wait, really. Now's your time. Good question. Yeah. No pressure. So it was one just to add uh, um, for the uh, for the same for a really funny sex story. So. One time, my, uh, uh, my wife and I, she's um, up on top of me. We've mostly finished. Kind of, uh, mostly. Empty. Mostly. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> he we finished, were, she did it. We, we, we were done, but still contemplating um, additional activities. Oh. And I said something stupid, and she just flicks her shoulders at me um, whilst leaning over me and smacks me in the face with one of her boobs. <laughs> nice. You Nothing like punch. a good boob slap. I got smacked clean across the face with a boob. Nice. She must be stacked. <laughs> it was, well done. It was freaking hilarious, I, and I've never told anybody that story. And a, now you've told hundreds. Like, like a roundhouse? Thank you very much, Barbara. I'm glad to see you back here. Thank you. No, we've got, there's two mics. So we're going to yeah, do back like there. We can yep. alternate. Yeah, I think we're going to So if you guys back there. Let me know. Yep. Hello. Um, so I am in starting my second year of my degree studying sexual health with the aim of becoming a sex ed teacher. I was wondering if you guys, or what you guys would deem vital to have on sex ed curriculum. Well, I mean, we're from America, so we don't, uh, abstinence, I guess? <laughs> yeah, but Preferably not abstinence. <laughs> Hmm. That's, a, that's a big how, question. How did you first learn about sex? I actually, uh, well, in Canada, we have a very good sexual education um, system. Like, I, I think my first sex ed class was, like, the fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade. 
Um, of course, everyone was giggling at every single word. Do it. Penis. <laughs> uh, yeah, we still have that in our class now, and we're full of 25, 30-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it uh, never grow up. It doesn't change. I think um, different types of contraception and how to access those things would be good information. Um, I think a lot of people also are misinformed in like different ways you could get pregnant. I think a lot of very, very young people think you could get pregnant from butt sex. There was a story about a couple in, I believe, China who'd been trying to get pregnant for four years. No, no. Went to a doctor and realized that um, they'd been doing it wrong the entire time and that you can't actually get pregnant from putting it in the butt. Yeah. And they, then they immediately got pregnant and they were so grateful to the doctor they sent her chickens. Oh. What a wholesome story. There's also, um, this is something that I wish I learned more about in school. It's just like a different type of sexual activity for LGBTQ. Because I don't know much about it and I wish I knew more. And I think a lot of people growing up should probably be learning that stuff too. Uh, As a person that in my early sexual days, you know, uh, and having all those pregnancy scares, which are the fucking worst and most stressful thing ever. Are you pregnant? You've been pregnant? I'm pregnant. Uh, yeah, learning about ways of, like, contraception and stuff. Oh, thank you. It's Tim's. Congratulations. Um, learning the, the different ways of contraception and, and knowing when the windows are that you can become pregnant and all that stuff is a very vital lesson. And then also, like, learning about, like, the ways to navigate the the bits. Did you just go like this? It, it went it went from really not graphic to extremely graphic. <laughs> yeah. Like I had to do that research on my own on in the internet and I was better off for it, but if I learned that in a, a better setting where I could have asked questions, that would have been cooler. So yeah. I like the um it was the movie The Girl Next Door, where uh is the kids who tried to make like a new sex ed video using porn stars. Oh. <laughs> I could use that video. <laughs> I don't remember that. I learned in sex It's amazing. Ed. Has the, the dude with the uh, nice cheekbones from, um, anyway. Moving on. Tim, was it? I think it's important just to not keep it too scientific and real, because sex is a real thing that just happens in everyday life. And I think that it's important to not make people feel uncomfortable and to make everybody feel welcome. And like, no matter how old you are, you're going, you always have some weird feeling going on that like, you might not understand. And I think it's important to be able to have those dialogues and discussions. Um, yeah. I think also like with, with porn and even movies and stuff, people don't realize like how funny and gross sex could be and just real. Like people fart, there's it's wet, it's like dirty, it's like pe- people don't tend to know that. Like there's that. a there's like a smell, there's like there's that sex smell, which you don't really you don't see any of that in porn. It's all performance. Sometimes you have explosive diarrhea right when you're about to climax. Things happen. It happens. Yeah. No, I mean, there, I think there is something, and this might just be exclusive to America, but, like, I was raised to fear sex. Like, it was the fucking worst. And I remember the first time, or first couple of times having sex, I was, like, stressed. And I felt bad and guilty. And, like, if we can change the perception on that so that that would have been a more enjoyable experience. Because now I look back and it's like, oh, yeah, no, that was fun and I was fine. But it's just, like, so stressful during the time I couldn't even enjoy it, you know? Yeah. So changing perception on that would be great. Do that for kids. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'll try my best. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good luck with schooling. Hello. Good morning, guys. You all right? Doing good. Well, Doing good. Haven't shat myself yet. <laughs> so 
I'm part of a group called the RTX Loners, and we have a small chat where we yeah, chat and stuff. We're having a bit of a debate. Who are you on loan to? Sorry. <laughs> loners. People can just borrow you? I think that meant yeah, a loan, maybe. Loaner? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a bit of a debate in the chat, so I just want to draw his opinion. Should pineapple go on pizza or not? Dude. Look, you know what? I don't think we need anyone <laughs> gatekeeping what pineapples are and are not allowed to do. If that pineapple wants to go on a pizza, let it, man. Here's my thing, man. Pineapple pizza is not the best pizza, but it's also not the worst. You know what it is? It's more like a, it's like a desserty pizza. It's like, it's sweet. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to pizza and its versatility. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I fine with pineapple on pizza. I prefer, like, I'm honestly a cheese pizza fan. Like, I just like Shout out to cheese, cheese pizza, pizza. Right? But, like, a friend of mine told me about this pizza that they would do, which is pineapple and green olives. And at first I was like, fuck, ew, that's disgusting. No, it's very tempting to judge. But it's a good mix of savory and sweet. It's mm. salty and sweet, and it's really good. So try it out. I'm pro pineapple on pizza. Yeah. 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 Cool. It's a nice little treat every now and again. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hello. Um, so I was just wondering, you guys are sort of in the public eye, and some of you are actually dating people who are also in the same situation. Do you feel in that, like... We all are. Actually. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. are? <laughs> My bad. Um, do you find that kind of affects your romantic relationships, and is it hard to kind of toe the line between sharing your lives and keeping a relationship private? Good question. Definitely. I mean, Absolutely. I'm very much about, before we tell a story, anyone, we're like, are you okay if I tell this story? Yeah. Because otherwise, you get, getting blindsided by those is not fun. Yeah. Uh, but as long as you, like, have permission, then it's kind of funny. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's, it, it could be difficult, um, especially because everything you do could be so public, especially if, if a relationship ends and then a lot of people ask questions and, you know, I, I've had that happen to me. I dated someone else who was in the public eye and then we, our relationship ended for reasons that, you know, we kept to ourselves. And of course, everyone's like, oh, what happened to so-and-so? Why, like, why'd you break up? And it's like, I understand that we were public about the relationship, but it's still like what someone's business or not it's it's hard to really say because like yes we were public about the relationship but does that mean we have to be public about everything that happened in it it doesn't um and it, i don't think it does but there's some people who kind of feel entitled to that information um and it's something that you have to be mindful of when you you put your relationship out there and you know for the most part i'm someone who is extremely happy in her relationship right now and loves sharing everything about it and um yeah so oh so cute. I think it's all about being honest and open with your partner and having the conversations to know where both of your lines are, mm. you know, and to kind of understand what's okay, what's not okay. And also to have an understanding that when I'm on camera, I'm kind of amping things up. You know, I might I kind of like present Gia in, in a way that's like uh, teethy. Hyperbole, <laughs> like exaggerating some of her, and very teethy. Uh, but it's like, you know, I always check in with her. I'm like, did I go too far? Like, do I need to dial something back? And I think even just having those conversations, like, allows you to push the boundaries a little further yeah. each and every time. <laughs> with me and Alana, since she was at IGN and, like, you know, working for a professional news publication and was kind of in, like, a male-dominated field and, you know, had, like, shitty commenters that were like, eh, boobs. Um, I wasn't super comfortable with being too open about, like, our sex life and things like that. 
Now she works at Funhouse, so fuck it. Like, we can talk about it. <laughs> but no, I, I've always, I feel like we've kind of been, uh, we've withdrawn a lot of that kind of information, but we're still pretty public about our relationships and it hasn't been an issue. It's, it's fun. Like, sharing our love for each other, I think, is, is a really cool thing that it's, I've never I think had in another relationship. The biggest part of it, why people share when they're both, like, in the public eye and, and, and things like that, it's because there's a sense of pride and, like, you want people to, like, feel the happiness that you feel and that you're proud to be with this person. And there's some people who prefer to be a little more private and that's their, their prerogative. Yeah. Thank you for the question. That's a, that's a good one. Thank you. Love the show. Thank you. Um, my question is, what's the worst Freudian slip you've ever made? Oh, mine happened recently. Um, <laughs> I went up to a place, I was with like the Funhouse guys and we're all getting dinner and you know, everybody's ordering their meals. It's like during RTX actually. And I walked up to the person that was taking the order, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll have the kale salad, add breast. And then I was like, oh, God. And then, like, the little girl, like, looked at me, and she was, like, kind of wearing, like, a low-hanging shirt. And I was like, chicken breast. <laughs> and, she, and we were both just kind of like, okay, that'll be $15. Here's a card. That was, that, was, that was a bad one. Breasts. Add breasts. Chicken breasts. <laughs> I don't think I have any good answer. I don't know if I, I have either. No, I feel like a, we work really hard to just insert puns or <laughs> insert. wordplay <laughs> exactly into everything where possible. So it's almost difficult to do it without thinking. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I pick up on people's Freudian slips better than I, I make them. Just like if someone ever says something wrong, like if Blaine said something about breasts, I'd be like, hey, hey, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the five-year-old of the group. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey. Hi. Hey. Just wanted to ask, I know that a lot of the people on stage have experienced long-distance relationships, both positively and maybe negatively. I just wanted to know what your thoughts on that were. Oh, man. Well. well. If it's worth it or not, that sort of thing. Oh, that, that's, yeah. that's kind of a hard thing to answer, if it's worth it or not, because some of, them, may vary. Yeah, some of them end up working out and some of them don't. There's some people who stay in long-distance relationships for a very long time, and, and that's good for them because they're busy people. I know that, Blaine, you've talked about how like it actually works really well for you and Alana. Yeah, yeah as a, a person that's been in a distance relationship for two and a half years, um, it just works really well for our personalities because we're both like fiercely independent people and we're also crazy busy. But it's nice to like hop on Xbox Live every now and then, play Gears together or something like that. Um, and then the time that we do have together is just extra special. You also save a lot of money by not constantly being around your partner. <laughs> um, but you also spend that money on plane tickets. So it's all kind of like a mix, you know? But like, is it worth it for me? Absolutely. You know, it's been a, this has been one of my best relationships I've ever been in. And yeah, I, I'd, I'd say go for it, you know? If it works out, great. If it doesn't, Okay. Yeah, I, I'm someone who, like, I was in two different long-term relationships. One lasted a, a little longer. Um, but with that one, there was never really an end in sight for me moving there or him moving to me. And after a while, it kind of got to the point where it's like, well, where is this really going? And it was, it just was too straining, I think, on both of us to have to keep doing it. And we just decided to end it because of that. So, I mean, everyone's different. Also, like, some people do long distance from country to country, which I don't know how. Uh, that would be brutal for me. Time change is already hard enough, like, Texas to California, two hours. Yeah. I can't imagine, like, I actually briefly, a girl in Germany, and that was, like, nine or ten hours, and I was like, no, this is yeah. hard. Yeah, I'm, I have the same situation as, as Barbara, where I've had multiple long distance relationships now, and 
when there isn't an end in sight, it makes it very hard. But when there is, like with my current girlfriend, she uh, went to grad school for about a year uh, in the middle of our time dating. And, you know, it actually was really nice in some ways because we got to have our own space and, and be busy alone, but still talk all the time. Uh, but just having that end, it, it kind of made it exciting. You know, it kind of was like something that we're building towards. Mm -hmm. And um, when you don't have that, it's, there's, a, uh, there's fear. You know, when you when it, of the uncertainty of what the future might look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for for me, it was very much the same. Having an idea like, where is it going? Like, is someone going to move eventually? If the answer is no, then ultimately, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes you don't have to have an answer about what is ultimately going on because hey, maybe it's working right now, and who gives a shit? And yeah. sometimes you want to know if it is going somewhere, and if so, then you kind of need an answer like, who's moving, where is the gap closing, do you have any idea when the gap is closing, then, <laughs> uh, then, great. Find the gap. <laughs> um, that, you know, that was really helpful for me, and that also was like, all right, well, look, we both know that I'll be the one moving. Yeah. Let's do it. I also think, it, like, there's a, a lot of people also don't need the same things in a relationship. Like there's some people who just need like a personal connection and to yeah. be able to talk to someone and have someone there. So depending on what kind of relationship you need, it could work out, but it, it could also be really, really, really hard. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. What are you holding by the way? It's an orf. The orf? Yep, it's orf. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> Good morning. Hello. Uh, what's the furthest you've gone for a friend or a friend has gone for you to get one of you into or out of a relationship? Oh, God. <laughs> very, very, very far. Very, very, very far. My friend Alfredo. You might know him from Achievement Hunter. Um, I, Familiar. I've been a very close friend of him for a long time, and I, there's been times where I've had to be like, hey, man, like, I, I really got to talk to you about this. We got to work through this. Um, and I... I feel like you should always be there for your friends when they're going through hard times. Because sometimes when they're in relationships that they don't know are toxic, you really need to help be there for them and like understand that they might not agree with you and just keep pushing through because they need to be able to see the forest from the trees. Um, <laughs> I had a friend, so he was my best friend in high school and college. Uh, we were dating two other uh, best friends. It was two girls. They were also best friends. So it was like, perfect. It was great. Um, my friend cheated on the girl that he was dating, and therefore her friend didn't like him, and by proxy me. So then he basically ended my own relationship by cheating on his girlfriend. Don't cheat. Yeah. I remember being on the phone with him. I was like, we were just talking. He was like, yeah, I screwed up, man. I can't believe I did it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. You, you cheated on her, you idiot. Like, why would you do that? And then, like, I saw <laughs> my girlfriend's car pull up. And I was like, oh, Kristen's here. I wonder what she's... Oh, she might be here to break up with me. And he's like, she's not going to break up with you. And then she came up to the door, broke up with me. And I got back on the phone. I was like, yeah, she broke up with me. <laughs> That's on you, dude. Yikes. It's on you. Any, yeah. Anything you got? Uh, I mean, I always had like a like code words with girlfriends. Like if we were out somewhere and someone was like locked into a conversation or a pickup that they didn't want to be, always had like the like the code word, like a safe word. Yeah, Pickles. it was like it was like, oh hey, we gotta go, or like, what are you doing hitting on my girlfriend? Or like we would rescue each other, no matter like whatever it took. Yeah. Um, but that's not relationships quite so much. 
Yeah, my, my story is not really relationships either. There, there was a friend of mine who we were at some event, and there was a guy who apparently the night before she went out drinking with, and he got a little bit too um, forward with her and then tried to have her come back to his room and was, like, very inappropriate. And this was someone who was, like, in an in a, um, authority figure kind of place. Mm-hmm. And the next day, because she told me about this and she was very upset... I literally, he walked in the room and I did not stop staring at him. And I was mad dogging him. And I was just like shaking my head at him. And I was just like, I'm gonna fuck, I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna fucking kill that guy. Jeez. I was so angry. And then like apparently he texted my friend. He's like, hey, um, your friend looks like she's gonna bite my head off. Um, did, did you talk to her about last night? And she's like, yeah, I did. And then like he ended up apologizing and all this stuff. And like he ended up getting fired from his position that he was in and all this stuff. So. I like to think that was maybe something I helped with. Damn, Barbara. That's awesome. Don't fucking mess with my friends. Or anybody. <laughs> I can't imagine going into a room where Barbara's like, fuck, fuck. It'd be terrifying. I would leave that room immediately. My body was literally going, oh, oh. She's got the diarrhea again. <laughs> <laughs> my bowels. <laughs> Thanks for your question. Thank you. Hiya, uh, my crush is mainly for Barbara, but what's your favorite pun that you've ever said? Guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I don't know if I could pick a favorite. I really like uh, the Enron one. What, what went Enron? It's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> but like when, whenever someone's like, oh, make a pun, because that's always fun to do, because mm. I always have them just floating in the top of my head. Um, my go-to one is, uh, I need glasses to do math because it helps with division. Division's hard. <laughs> You've done some, like, sneak attack puns on, like, the podcast, and it just, like, it's a wave of emotions where I'm just, like, laughing, but I also hate you. <laughs> It's like, I don't know what the sensation is. Laughs or groans, they all feed. You're like, <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I've Jeff Goldblum laugh. I've been asked to leave the room before because of them. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Hi. So, what is the most memorable experience you've had with a partner? <sighs> I had a pretty memorable experience last night with Trevor. No, that's not what you're thinking. <laughs> so, he was very lovely and, and took me to urgent care and, and gave up his whole night and everything we were doing to take, take care of me. How about that socialized health care? And yeah, thank you, by the way, for the health care. Um, <laughs> and one of the things I had to do when we were at the clinic is I had to pee into a cup because um, they were going to take a urine sample. Sounds hot. And the, the place we were at didn't have any tables. It didn't have anything to rest your stuff on. It was just like, just basically just chairs. But I also had to fill out this form. So Trevor held my pee cup <laughs> and he basically was just like oh it's warm <laughs> and so he was he was just holding my fresh pee while I was filling out this form God. it was just a very very sweet touching moment I can't handle you two you guys are fucking adorable <laughs> Uh, there was one time where I was having a really, really rough night recently, and I was just like fucking not in the mood to go out. But I had been told, hey, you got to come to the blood fest screening. And it's like, okay, like I'm excited to see that movie, but I was like feeling sick, I was tired, I was stressed. 
and like all like my boss and a couple of other people were like you gotta you gotta come to it like we, we have to be there we need you know you, you guys come out and support and stuff like that. Yeah, Lane yeah. is in Bloodfest as a heads up he's Spoiler also in a little cameo. Um, and I just remember just like not being down to do it and and like Alana was like supporting me she's like hey do whatever you need to do she's like maybe if you go to the gym you'll feel better and so like I was like yeah 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 and like I went to the gym and then my night started improving and I was like okay this I'm feeling I'm feeling a little bit better. And so I show up to the screening and I'm walking up these stairs and I feel a hand slip into my hand. And I was like, I looked and it was someone that looked incredibly familiar, but it took me like five seconds to realize that Alana had flown to San Francisco, from San Francisco to Austin to surprise me. And everybody was making me go to the screening because they knew that she was going to be in town. And I was like, like my brain was just, yeah, yeah, exploding. Um, and that was like the coolest thing, having that random surprise that I didn't expect, just completely 180'd my night and couldn't stop smiling. The movie was great. It was fucking, it was a good night. Aww. That's great. Uh, recently, uh, we did a, a live show in San Francisco and every, every year we do a live show. And one of my things is anytime I get the opportunity, I try to crowd surf. Um, I highly recommend it. And I've been doing the last couple of years. This year, uh, for my entrance, I came out with my girlfriend, and I was like, we're going to crowd surf together. Like, this is going to be awesome. Aww. And we both did it, and we made out while crowd surfing. And I, <laughs> they said wow. it wasn't possible. Ladies and gentlemen, it is. <laughs> uh, and, like, honestly, time stopped, like, all jokes aside. Like, I remember, like, feeling, like, felt, I mean, it was, like, 10 seconds, but it felt like an hour. And, like, it was just such a great moment where I'm like, it really just felt like we, we have succeeded together. You know, we were literally, literally floating on people. He was holding her. She was, it was smiling, great. and he was kissing her teeth. Teeth everywhere. Some guy was cupping Tim's balls. It was <laughs> magical. It was, the most, it was so good. It was the most epic thing ever because I, I was up there, and I, I didn't plan to make out with her until I saw her, <laughs> like, coming at me. And it was a, kind of a Spider-Man kiss because we were, like, both upside down. Uh, it was amazing. Oh, my God. Did you start swimming film? to her? Anywhere? Oh, yeah, it's on film. Okay. Of course. My whole life's on film. That's <laughs> true. Sure. I got to see that. I remember one of the... Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> it was uh, a few months after Bernie and I had started dating, but it was one of those ones where you're like, this one is like the keeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he flew to San Francisco um, to go to the IGN uh, holiday party with me. Uh, we were expecting you know, a really nice, fun night, uh, and uh, my cat, who uh, I'd been putting through chemo, just collapsed that night. Uh, and so instead of having like this amazing great time, we put my cat down uh, and decided to go to the party anyway because that's where all the free alcohol was and I didn't yeah. want to remember the night. That, that, was a, that was a night. I remember the night and I remember you that night. You remember me that night? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys worked together. Quite the scene. Yeah. yeah. I love how much San Francisco is brought up. It's such a weird, yeah, weird thing. I love it. Um, but the, just that he, he adjusted so well to the night. He took care of me with like putting my cat down and being a sobbing mess. Uh, and then getting absolutely destroyed, uh, and then like he he got me home and he showered me <laughs> and everything that I needed because I was a wreck of a human being and he was just so lovely about the entire thing, um, and that was that that was actually the night I told him I loved him and I remember Aww. it, and Aww. like the next day I was like I think I might have told him. It's kind of, uh, but he, he yeah. swore up and down that like I hadn't said anything I should be embarrassed about, because <laughs> he was just like, and he kept it in his pocket until like a couple days later, and then we, Perfect. we, we said it for reals. Yeah, I got a tangent real quick. It was so lovely, Ashley. I need to tell my favorite Ashley Jenkins story, <laughs> which was similar to this night. It wasn't this night, but it was at the Coco that we did. Oh, was this where I sat on the hamburger? Everyone got so drunk, 
And uh, I was the only sober one, and so I drove to McDonald's to get everybody, a, you know, shit ton of nugs and some, you know, McDoubles and stuff. Shit ton of nugs. We got so many burgers, and we came back. Ash, I've never seen a human being more happy to see me. I walk in, and Ash is like, give me the McDonald's. And I give it to her. She starts just throwing hamburgers at everybody, and everyone's just like... Eat, grabbing him and just eating him. It was like this crazy scene. And I just look at her. She tosses some down and then just sits down on the cheeseburger. And it just kind of explodes. And I'm like, do you know what you just did? And she looks at me and goes, yes. <laughs> Special one. Love it. I think, yeah, a lot of moments like where you're sick or not feeling well or like in your like most vulnerable state and someone takes care of you is like the best thing. Another thing I'll mention about Trevor, because I'm, I'm like talking about him, is I fall asleep watching TV a lot when we're watching TV late at night. Do you watch Law and Order SVU? I don't, yeah. but I should. Dick Wolf. But he'll like, if I fall asleep and like he'll get up while I'm still asleep, he'll put my phone in the charger, put a glass of water next to my bed put the toothpaste on my toothbrush and set it at the sink and then like gently wake me up to like help me to bed. And it's like the sweetest thing ever. Dude, the toothpaste thing. That's, that's a, a pro maneuver. That's, that's a like, nice touch. Wow. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like a fucking hint, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> we like to brush our teeth before bed. Who doesn't? <laughs> I'll pick Alana off of the couch and she'll instantly wake up because she knows that I'm like a second away from knocking her head against the door frame. <laughs> But it is always very fun to carry her, and she's just like... <laughs> and she just, turns into Chewbacca? <laughs> the cutest Chewbacca. <laughs> then I just throw her on the bed. Now I just want burgers also for Ashley. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. And they sound delicious. You get a burger. You get a burger. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Million pounds on the... Oh, wait, no, wrong panel. <laughs> um, this is for Barbara. If you were to choose between world peace or marrying Mariel, what would be your first dance? Well, I don't know if you know this, but Meryl's a lesbian. <laughs> so I don't know if our marriage would go very well. Because <laughs> I like the dick. Um, I would have to say world peace. Sorry, Meryl. <laughs> Boo! She, she comes down from the ceiling. Yeah. Wrestling match. It's me, bitch! <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Hi, uh, I work in uh, live entertainment and I moved over here from Australia to do that and my visa runs out in a few months and uh -oh. live entertainment in Australia isn't as big as it is over here or in the States or in Canada. I just wanted to get your opinion um, on moving overseas or having to change careers just to fit in with your work in that sense, if that makes sense. I mean, moving is always difficult. Um, luckily, Canada to the U.S. was pretty simple just because of the North American Free Trade Agreement and, and just there, there's a lot of easiness in terms of, like, going from one country to the other. Getting, like, a social security number and setting everything up and basically, like, starting off in a fresh country without any knowledge of how to live in that country was very intimidating. Um, but I'm not really sure I'm, like qualified to answer that question because I moved to the States to work at Rooster Teeth so I didn't really have to like change too much. It was like I, that was what I was tailored to do. I would say like I mean having gone through college fairly recently. How, how many years was that? I don't know. It's anyways. been a while man. It has been, <laughs> We're old. It's been longer than I am think. older. Um, I had a bunch of contingency plans like I had like a plan it was like okay I want to intern at Rooster Teeth and hopefully maybe get a job out of that but then I had like plan B, C, D so I would say just like 
start planning now. Starting now, you know, you're reaching out to these companies and hoping, looking for hopeful jobs and stuff like that. But, you know, if you don't, be a barista for a bit until you can get on your feet. I mean, it's just like plan, plan, plan so that it doesn't sneak up on you and then you're like, fuck. Well, that's the thing. I am in the industry and I do tour around Europe and around the UK and I've gotten to that level of my career and having to change careers at 27 might be a bit hard going back home. That's the mm, other thing. Sure. It's never, it's never too late. You're never too old to, to change what you want to do and to change careers. 27 is actually, I still think, pretty young. It yeah. doesn't feel like it because you're, you know, going through it now, but yeah. it's, yeah, in the grand scheme of things. I mean, like, what, fucking James Cameron didn't start directing movies until he was, like, in his mid-40s or something. Yeah. He's, like, one of the greatest directors of our time. Avatar, have you seen it? Just do what's best for you, basically. You could just play Fortnite and turn a camera on and hope for the best. <laughs> um, you know, also, I think it may be weighing your priorities. What are you willing to do and what are you willing to give up for the things that you want to do? If you are willing to move in order to stay in the industry that you're in because you really like it, then looking at that move like that seems more worth it than... You know, if, you're, if it's not the thing that you want to be doing or if you really don't want to move and you'd rather change careers than move, those are, like, those are all factors to weigh, and I don't think anyone can necessarily answer those but you. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Thanks. We'll take one more from the back and then one more from the front. I'm sorry, guys. We're um, almost out of time. I like your flareon. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Uh, I was just wondering, do you have any advice on dealing with like, balancing work and study? I'm currently working part-time and studying at college for graphic design and some days I feel like it's too much. What's your job? Um, I work as a barista. Oh wow, well, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty active job. I mean, I used to work at a luggage store so I had a lot of downtime to like crack open a book and stuff like that. Flashcards always helped me out. Oh my god, I'm talking about college. This is so weird. Um, <laughs> flashcards, just quick digestible ways of studying, you know, prep those things before and then maybe pull them out of your apron every now and then. Yeah. I, th I think just like making sure that you're taking care of yourself first and foremost. I think a lot of people get too stressed out about work and school and having to prioritize those the most, but I think the priority should always be yourself and your mental health. Um, so make sure that is in check first. And then I think honestly, like if, if you have to take less hours and maybe struggle for a little bit and, and cut costs on certain things just to get through school and to make sure that you're set in that and that you get through it, uh, is probably more important than yeah. you know your future as a, a barista. I imagine you would prefer to focus on graphic design. Was it? You yeah, said? graphic design. Graphic design. Yeah, Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck. Oh hi. Um, I was wondering what techniques you guys have for like a partner who snores really badly. Mm. Hit him. Well, <laughs> I'm camping with Miles Luna for two weeks, who is the world's worst <laughs> snorer. Earplugs were helpful. And then also acknowledging the problem and saying, hey, get fucking nose strips, you monster. <laughs> um, or just, you know, putting a pillow on top of their face and suffocating them. And then... I'm the snorer in the relationship, so if you get a good answer, let me know and I'll try it. Yeah. I don't have any advice. Like, I don't... Trevor's perfect. He doesn't snore. He doesn't make a peep. I talk in my sleep. So there's been mornings where he's like, you said something in your sleep. And I was like, what did I say? And he's like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> Does she say anything intelligible? Sometimes, yeah. Uh, Bernie's a talker and a snorer. <laughs> the best of both Perfect worlds. But he, he only talks when he's just about to sleep. Oh, yeah. And he only snores when he's on his back. So figure out what the snoring situation is okay. and then never let them get there. And then get no And strips. if they do, <laughs> sharp elbow. 
Right. Good Best luck. Of luck. That way you don't have to wake up all the way. But yeah, no strips, call them a monster. Uh, you know, neg them a whole bunch. Mm. Should do the trick. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I hope you've been having a wonderful time at RTX London. Thank you all so much for coming out to the event and to our panel. And thank you guys so much for joining me on stage. Thank you. Shout out to not pooping. Oh, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, it like shakes the Oh, God. <laughs>